a new life family. Amen. So good to see everyone and excited about what our Father is doing. His name is Jesus. Amen. Isn't it good to know that our Father gives us his name that's above every name? And Jesus made it clear, I have come in my Father's name. And I send the Spirit, amen, into your life in my name. Ah, and where two or three gather in his name, guess where he's at? Right in the midst of that group. I want to be a part of that group, amen? Because where the Spirit of the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom, the easy life. And somebody's still trying to figure out what the easy life is. It's not the American dream. God bless all of our brothers and sisters in America and their pursuit of a better life, but without Christ, you don't have capital L-I-F-E, amen? With Christ, with God, all things are possible, amen? And God came in flesh 2,000 years ago on purpose. Amen, to reveal the kind of love that all of us really need in our life. Amen, we need it tremendously. We need God, and God is love. And when God has his place in our hearts, amen, that he deserves to have place in our heart. He won't make his way in there without our permission. But when we open up, he comes in. He sits down with us, and he has fellowship with us, and he breaks bread with us. That means he talks to us. He's the bread that came down. He's the bread. And life begins to flow out of us with unction and utterance. Amen. And we're saying things we may not understand, but we know is coming from our Father, and it makes the difference. That's what true life is. That's the easy life. Amen. Matter of fact, Jesus tells a group of religious guys that said, look, show us, tell us when the kingdom of God is coming. I'll read it to you so you'll know, amen, Jesus was very clear about what the easy life is today, amen. In, in Luke chapter 17, it says it this way, verse 20, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Makes you pretty powerful, doesn't it? The question we need to answer today, is the king in his kingdom? And you decide whether or not he has access to his own house. He owns it, but he won't force his way in it because he wants a relationship. There's a cause here. He wants to have fellowship with you, but he won't force the fellowship. He won't force the relationship. And the easy life is when the king has access to his kingdom within us. You are the apple of his eye. That's what he says. You're the object of his affection. He chose you, you, humanity. He already owns humanity. Y'all get that? 
Humanity is not the problem. And we're talking about distractions to the easy life. Humanity is not the problem. It's the will of the one that's human. It's the need to be in charge that's the problem. And we've said it. God's in control regardless. He just won't force his will on us. He'll wait for us to let him have charge of what he's already in control of. Isn't that interesting? That that guy in the mirror is learning every day to let go and let God navigate me through the challenges of life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The easy life is the kingdom of God that's within you. And the kingdom of God within you is righteousness. That's identity. Amen. You can bear his name. But his name comes with his spirit. Ah. Righteousness, identity, not your righteousness, his righteousness. Not your goodness, his goodness. Amen? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So God chose you to bear his name so that his nature and character is the fruit of the tree. And so we become the righteousness of God. This is really simple in life. You, as his kingdom, amen, in the earth, you bear the good fruit of his righteousness. Ah, You begin to look just like your daddy, walk like your daddy, talk like your daddy. It's good fruit, righteousness. And then peace. All of a sudden, all the stuff that's going on that's not fair, he gives you peace as you allow him to be in charge of your life and navigate you through the storms of life and the challenges of life and the frustrations that can become real in our life if we don't have him on board. And at the end of the day, we get this other thing in the kingdom called joy. Because now we see the fingerprint of God working through us and manifesting and lives are being incurred. Not because we're good, but because God is good. Amen? Does anybody want to live the easy life? Take my yoke up on you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. (sighs) And so he is the mature ox. Amen? And we're the young ox, and we're yoked with him, and we learn, amen, how he's affected and how he makes things happen. Amen. I know that was a little bit of Christianese there. I apologize for you that hadn't read the Bible. Amen. Just hang out. Amen. Because I found out that Jesus said a lot of stuff that he wouldn't explain himself with. And I'm not trying to get away with not explaining anything, but... I have found out that I can't reveal anything to anybody. I'm married. Thank God for the covenant of marriage. It will teach you that Jesus is Lord. And that me and mama, <laughs> we're married, we have a covenant, but we, are, we belong to daddy. I am married by the grace of God, to daddy's daughter. Woo! 
and she's married to daddy's son. Amen. And now we can be wonderfully supportive of each other as spouses and be humbled and broken, amen, on the level that reflects his nature and his character. We can't do enough for one another right now. Amen. We, we just, amen, are just always checking on one another. And that's Jesus. That's not humanity. That's humanity with Jesus sitting on the throne. And that's the easy life. And are we going through challenges? Mama, are we going through challenges? Are we going through circumstances and situations? But we are full of hope on another level now. We have peace that everything's going to be okay. The boat isn't going to break apart. And that we can actually rest like Jesus in the middle of the storm. That's the easy life. Amen. And so, if you don't understand some things that may be said today, that's okay. I'm still going to spend my time saying what the Lord gave me, which is truth. And the truth will make us free. You may not get it today, but it ain't ever going to leave you. You're not going to be the same. That seed is going to germinate in your spirit. And aha moments are going to come at times only you and God. Amen. Can come together and have that, that living breath from heaven. Amen. Is anybody tracking? That is the eat right in the middle of the storm. Amen. That you don't know how in the world you're going to get across. All of a sudden you can hear him say, peace, be still. <sighs> you know what he told me this past week in my spirit? Because there was some stuff happening. And he, he kind of let me know. He said, son, you know, you know why that stuff and that frustration or that anxiety, I'm talking to everybody here because humanity, when we're in charge, we get frustrated. When we make it a mind, I got this, I got it. Okay, let me know how that works out for you. I got it. Okay. When we're trying to take charge of stuff, there's always these, <laughs> okay, for my generation, bruises. Bumps. Did I say it right? <laughs> I used to say something else. This next generation didn't want me to say, don't say it. <laughs> Stuff happens. And the Lord let me know. He said, you know why that's all there, son? That's my grace at work. And then he began to talk to me. He said, I, I want you to know me. It's my desire that you connect with me and without the stuff without the storms without the trouble without the challenges and we call them opportunities now encouraging ourselves you can't know me it's my grace at work learn son learn of me relax take advantage of every stumbling stone and make it a stepping stone Step up on it. Amen. Take dominion. You're in my name. You have my spirit. Amen. I'm, my utterance is in you. That's the bread from heaven. Ah, oh, yeah, you're going to miss the mark. Just stay repentive. Stay broken before me. You're going to miss the mark of being who I say you are at times. Amen. But as you repent and you release others that have missed the mark of being like me in your life, you can win the victory over the tempter. The one who does his job well in us becoming who we're designed to be.
Amen. And so we're talking about distractions for the easy life. Amen. And uh, I just felt to do that on purpose, to say it like that, because everybody's looking for the easy life. Would that be true? Everybody wants it easier and lighter. <laughs> and Jesus knew that. So that's why he just made the appeal. Ye that are heavy laden, come to me, and I will give you rest. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Let me give you three very important points that help you to have dominion over, amen, distractions that offend the very kingdom of God within you from manifesting, which is Christ. Amen. That's who we are if we will trust him. Children of God. Three things we need to be aware of. Now, as I move into this, this, this is very important. We, we are um, so valid to God that when we agree with something, whatever that may be, that validates what we love. What you agree with is what you love. Is that true? Or somebody said, well, I don't know if I love it or not, but I'm kind of highly attracted to it. <laughs> okay. Amen. The thing that you agree with, you've already made a covenant with, so to speak. The thing that you agree with, amen, is where you put your energy, your time, and your focus. Amen. And uh, since that's real, if my agreement is not correct, I might need some deliverance. Would that be true? Jesus said it this way. Let me help you. He said, if the light in you is actually darkness, how great is that darkness? There's some things y'all I've agreed with in the past, and I still am finding out some things I've been agreeing with that wasn't light. Amen? And every time I find out something like this, I'm cutting some more weights off. Amen? And it starts getting light. The more weights you cut off, the lighter you become. And so I had some religious ideas. I've had some religious thinking. I've had some religious principles that I was so dogmatic about that the Lord mercifully worked with me until he started working that out of me and pulling the very roots of that out. If the light, and I, I thought it was light, if the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So what you agree with is what you love. Amen. I'm not trying to drive the point home because I can't prove anything to anybody. But I can tell you what's coming from me today has brought hope in my life and peace in my spirit. And has built my confidence in the fact that whew, God does love us. Amen. And so I want to be where he's at. Anybody agree with that? I want to be right where Jesus is. And uh, today, again, I'm going to use Bert for an example. He was on point. I mean, I wasn't feeling good today. 
I had some challenges. Just being up front with you, he says, but since I've been with you, man, it turned about face. I mean, I'm doing great right now. Oh, Bert, you couldn't have said that any better. Because that's exactly what the Lord is saying. Where two or three gather in my name, I am in their midst. If I don't say anything else today, if you'll take that last statement, anybody want to be with Jesus? You don't want to be alone. You don't want to be alone. And some of us have said, as soon as I get my life straightened out, Lord, you can count on me. No, 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 no you can't. You ain't ever going to get your life straightened out. Quit believing that lie. If you agree with it, you love it. It's going to hold you captive. Have I ever done that before? Oh, yeah. Have I ever wanted, I wanted to, why, why would I want to be alone? Where did that lie come from? But I, but I believed it. Because I felt like I'd do better if I was away from people. Get people out of the way right now because I just feel like if I get alone, I'll be fine. Anybody ever thought like that before? I think everybody can raise your hand. At some point, somebody has beat you up and you didn't want to be around any somebodies in the moment. And the enemy does his job well. And so being alone is not where Jesus is. Now, I have a closet, spiritually, doing some Christianese talk here. Your closet, your prayer time, you're not to be alone in there neither. It needs to be with Jesus. <laughs> Me and Jesus, amen. Because when, when, I, when, I, when I'm with him in my closet, he puts something in me so I can really be with him and he can love on people. If you leave your prayer closet and you still want to be alone, you didn't have prayer meeting. If you leave your prayer closet and you're looking for a place to go hide out for 40 days and 40 nights, in Jesus' name, I'm not talking against taking some time off. But when you take time off to be with Jesus, when he gets through working some things out of us, the, the light that we thought we knew, that we found out is darkness, really, and he starts pulling that out of us, when we get away, amen, away from that mountaintop, we got to feed with people. And we want to find people that agree in the name. Hey, they agree with the kingdom of God is within them. They agree that he should be in charge of his house right now, today. You want to get with two or three of those as often as possible every day because that's where Jesus is. Does anybody need Jesus? You can't have him alone. Amen. It requires that we be with one another. In his name. Well, you just said I can have my closet. Yeah. Go there and repent for not wanting to be with Jesus. Well, I want to be with Jesus. No. If you want to be with Jesus, you'll be with his body. If you want to be with Jesus, remember this. He is in the business of people. It's his heartbeat. It's the cause of the cross. Amen. So, to add strength to that, three things you need to be aware of that distracts us 
from the easy life. Number one is the negative state of mind. Has anybody ever had a negative state of mind? Well, your people calls me to have that. <laughs> oh, it says this in Psalms 123. Thankful he's let me read a few scriptures to you today because you need this on a few of these items. Psalms 123, have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Where's the psalmist coming from? He was belly aching because he was being treated unfair by others. And it was not fair the way he was being treated by people. It was really bad when you go look at that psalm, read it when you get a chance. It's like, my goodness, man. I'm on his side. He was, that's not right. But when he had his time with God, he found out, oh, my goodness, my attitude is in bad shape. And I'm having an attitude with people that he loves. How in the world can Jesus love somebody being mean to me? Good question, huh? <laughs> Amen. How in the world? You know, did, you, did you know that Jesus, there's somebody that's supposed to be in your path in the next few moments because God wants them in your path? Whether they're good or evil, it matters not to him. Does anybody agree with something you love? I love a being away from anybody that's not cool. <laughs> Pastor, you really getting real today. No, that's not, that's not Jesus in me. That's that guy in the mirror wanting to have it his way, wanting to be in charge. I don't like people because they don't measure up to my lens. What I agree with is what I love, right? And what I agree with and what I love, I think is right. But let me say it this way. If there's any frustration, and if you're kind of wiggling in your seat right now, You got some darkness in you. If there's some anxiety, if there's some shame, if there's some guilt, if there's some lust, if there's some pride, if there and the, there's a long list of things that validate that there might be some darkness there that we've justified. I want to get too quick. I'm gonna get ahead of myself. And it's creating a negative state of mind. And this world's going to hell in a handbasket. And ladies and gentlemen, isn't there trouble on every side? Isn't that true? Isn't stuff messed up in our world? It's the world. But Jesus started something 2,000 years ago, and he's asked you and me to join with him. And he said he wants to finish something he started, but he needs our availability. Amen. And our availability depends on me choosing to let him come in and take over as king of his kingdom within me so that through me he can finish it. But I got too much heartburn right now for him to do it because I don't want to put it with no stuff right now. I've had enough stuff going on. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And to help you, you're not going to get over a negative state of mind without God. And the truth shall make you free. Let me just give you a quick one here. 
when, there, when, the, when the miracle happened, it was prophesied it would happen the same way over and over and over and over again for every human being. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on some flesh, all flesh. And that is the spirit of baptism and fire. That's the promise of the Father. And that is where the empowerment comes for us to have dominion over a negative state of mind. And instead of seeing what's wrong with that evil person in your path, all of a sudden you can see the treasure in them because you now hear him talking about his daughter or his son, that he went to a cross and died on behalf of and loved them. Is this helping somebody? And instead of you hitting them 490 times in one day, <laughs> you begin to invite. Ah, oh, bring it on. Every time I turn the other cheek, another revelation comes. Every time I take what I don't normally want to take, I'm empowered to walk right up into the fire that's seven times hotter. Amen. Because I know I'm going to meet him there. And I can only do that because I've already been having fellowship with him. I've already been entertaining him. I've already opened my spirit up to him. I've led him into his house, walking up into a, somebody said, man, pastor, I don't want no, I'm not asking God to give me no storms. Yeah, because you ain't let him in yet. If the journey entails the fact that much tribulation shall you enter into the kingdom and that persecution is real and pushback is real and trouble on every side is there, Amen. I can't say, Lord, let's go do this journey that we're on. Amen. I'm not following until I let him in. I'm not going to follow him anywhere. And so I create this dynamic called a negative state of mind. Amen. Uh, another passage that will help you understand that this is real. Malachi tells us to take heed to your spirit. Malachi 2.16. Amen. It's it's. I'm saying in a nutshell here, take heed to your spirit that you do not overwhelm your relationships with cruelty. Amen. A negative spirit, criticism. Amen. Reminding them how bad they are. What I agree with, amen, is what I love. The second distraction that hinders us from enjoying the best that God has to offer, the easy life, is the need for personal justice. Amen? Isn't this amazing? How that a negative state of mind and the need for justice always includes people. The need for justice. Anybody are looking for retribution on anything? Let me say it this way. You need to repent to me. You did me wrong and I'm looking for an apology. Anybody ever looked for apology before? I don't want to raise my hand. But the moment I need for you to give me an apology, I've just, I've just conveyed he is not in charge of his house. 
and they spit in his face. They plucked his beard. They beat him, and he opened not his mouth. And while they were doing all the things they did to them, he said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He didn't require no apology. He didn't require any repentance from anybody. Repentance is good for me. I need a repentive lifestyle. Yeah, I've done the Lord wrong. I'm guilty. But he's not looking for me to be sorry for anything. He's just asking me, amen, to join him in something he's been trying to give me all my life. And it don't cost me anything. Y'all catching that? What's it cost me and you to have Jesus as Lord of our life? Uh, Shame, guilt, trouble, pain, sickness. That's what it cost him. Does anybody want to keep your shame and guilt and sickness and lust and pride? And You don't want to keep that, do you? It ain't costing you anything, is it? We get to lay all that trash down at his feet and say, here I am, Lord. I don't know how I let the enemy do this to me and convince me that I was smart. I come before you broken. I don't know nothing. Take over, Daddy. Until your kingdom, which is righteousness, your true identity, which is good fruit, peace, and joy, manifest. And that's a spirit-empowered dynamic. It's a spirit-led reality. True? Amen. The need... For justice. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 73, boy, I love David. He was a murderer, a liar, a womanizer, a terrorist. I mean, he was bad off. And yet the Lord said, oh, no, he's a man after my own heart. He's a prince. (laughs) Yeah. In this passage, 73, and it was Aspas that was recording it. My foot nigh well slipped when I considered the wicked and how messed up they are. And he went on a, a spill. They got all the money, they got all the good health, they got all the stuff. And I mean, he's, he's listening it all up. And after he gets through talking about how they manipulate and control and do all the evil stuff they do and have all this good stuff, he said, then I went to the house of the Lord. (laughs) And the Lord showed me. No, they're the one on the slippery slope, son. And they're not far from going off the edge. And I will laugh at their, he's not laughing at human beings. not laughing at human beings he's laughing at spirits that torment the what she loves i will laugh at their calamity the enemy's not going to win the enemy's not going to win but every time i need justice every time i need retribution every time i get eat up with i'm gonna get you back the lord's saying 
son, remember this. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. And I'm not beating up on humanity at all. Humanity brings upon themselves the pain and the sorrow and the trouble and the guilt and all the stuff that it, anybody tracking? Well, I thought that was so and so. No, no. It's, it's a state of mind that I entertain. And it's an, these attitudes that we don't need to entertain. Anybody ever had an attitude before? That's, re that's revealing a demon spirit. There's attitudes we, we, it, we all need to run to the altar right now. Repent, I got you. I feel you. Thank goodness he's working on all of us, right? And we get to hold one, we get together in his name. We get together and we hold one another accountable. We challenge one another. Amen. When they, when they stumble and they want to have a bad attitude and they fall on their face, we pick them up. Let's wipe that attitude off. And let's try it again. Right? And we grow together. Because the enemies had place long enough in all of our lives, and the reason all the stuff is going on is because we need to let Jesus in so he can clean it all up. And a lot of that stuff in our life is, is connected to religious spirits, religious ideas, things that I agree with that I love. And I put Jesus on, and he don't have anything to do with it. But he's okay that it's there because his grace is at work. Is that true? Amen. Last point that's important. Amen. That we all really need to catch today so that we can participate in righteousness, peace, and joy. Being children of God is when we focus, this is distraction, when we focus on the effect of the cross instead of the cause of the cross. Let me say it this way. The effect of the cross is salvation, sanctification, healing, and deliverances. That's the effect of the cross. That's not the cause. Now here... Nowhere in Scripture can you find Jesus ever telling us to go preach salvation, sanctification, healing, and deliverance. But you will find him saying, preach his kingdom. And when you begin to look at that a little closer, we find out that Paul found out, oh, and he determined to know nothing else but Jesus Christ crucified. Is that true? I don't know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. The cause. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power. It is the power of God unto salvation. When you allow the cause of the cross to speak for itself, all these signs follow them that believe. Salvation is the effect of the cause. The message of the cross has an effect to it. You may not catch everything I'm saying right now, but you won't be the same the rest of your life. What we've talked about today is seed from heaven. And he's the one giving it, not me. You won't be the same. You'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden a ha-ha moment comes. Oh, 
Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. You have to pull over. Because now you're under the spout where the glory falls out. And you're just getting beside yourself. And you don't want to have a wreck. Because it's exciting when you start getting set free. And all of a sudden, that anxiety is not there. It's exciting. Amen. You want to stay on the road. You don't want to crash into anybody. Let me say this. When we start letting daddy in, you're going to get beside yourself. You're going to be lively, stones. And if you're not going to be one, the Lord will find somebody that will. Amen. And they will shout with a voice of triumph. And they will declare who their daddy really is. They're not in nobody's face. They're just excited about the fact that I'm free. And everybody can be free. Amen. And we let his presence do the work on people coming to him. Amen. So, when I focus more on the effect, I get distracted. You know, there's, in Matthew 7, we've all read it. Well, some of us have anyway. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and done many wonderful works in your name and cast out devils in your name and everything's in his name. But they really wasn't in his name because he said, you never let me be joined with you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That iniquity is the part of human flesh that we don't want to be a part of. Self-will. I might need to be, that's what iniquity is, hard-headedness. I got it. And it, that, that had never worked out for anybody I've met. And the Lord will just, he just, he'll just keep waiting and waiting until we figure out that hard head that we've got is going to get us off one of these days. It's going to cave in because we need God. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God our Father. Amen. Talking about distractions from the easy life. You want to have fun, right? And so that group said, we've done all this in your name. And the Lord said, I don't know who you are. It, the group over on the straight path that walked through the narrow gate, they're never talking about, look what we did in your name. They just bear good fruit, good fruit, good fruit. They stay with the cause. The cause is identity in Christ. The cause is fellowship with God. The cause is an Adam walk with God in the cool of the day. Amen. And God, through Adam, was able to tend to his business. That's the cause. God's got some business to take care of. If he can ever get our will to submit to him and let him in his own house, oh, the joys of the Lord will give him in waves. But most of the Christian world is looking for a healing. They're looking for deliverance. They're looking for a devil to leave. They got silent at New Life Fellowship. And all that is the evidence of the cause. That's the effect. But if your goal is to make sure somebody gets delivered from a demon, you miss the cause. If your goal is, I need to make sure everybody gets healed, and you're not focused on the cause, God still heals. Because in that passage, there were deliverances and there were healings. And God was working. But the ones that were associated with it, he wasn't able to get into their hearts. And that's the many. They bore not good fruit, but bad fruit. And what they 
justified as reason to be okay with God was, didn't I do this in your name? And didn't I do this in your name? But they still had anxiety, frustration, guilt, shame, bad messages, lust, pride. That was all still working. And Jesus still healed. Jesus still set free. Jesus still do wonderful things. And he's standing there saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. Did, did not Jesus heal before people were filled with the promise? Did he heal whole cities before they were baptized in him? He loves us. He does that so that we will know he cares. But that's not the reason he come for humanity is to heal them and set them free on the level of demonic activity and and when wonderful works, he came so that we would be redeemed into our true identity in him and he could have fellowship with us. That's the cause. God so loved the world that he gave his only body. That if we should believe in him, we should have everlasting life. That's the cause. I close with this. My wife and I knew a family that we loved dearly. I don't even know if they're alive today. Melvin Williams. And uh, I remember Melvin. I think he came before you and I were together, Russ. About 17. And Melvin Williams was a business owner, successful, had a beautiful family. And Melvin somehow got offended with God. And his offense with God had to do with people. Because <laughs> people need to straighten up. And these people were professed believers which they'll hurt your feelings more before anybody will that's why our world's not attracted to Christianity they're looking for Jesus amen Christianity should be Christ but mm, it's hard to find that dynamic in a religious world but Jesus is available for everybody so Melvin and his offense caused him to uh, get kind of sideways with his family and his business started hurting he turned to alcohol to kind of kill the pain and lost his business and he lost his family and he was starting to lose his life I mean he was just going down a drain and uh, he wound up, he was from California, he wound up in South Mississippi at a little church there in Columbia. And he came in and, man, whew, the presence of God. And he fell on his face before God. Here I am. I'm a mess. I don't have nothing to give. And he, don't, he didn't know from his lens, because what you agree with is you love, you love it. He didn't know that he was still God's treasure. He just couldn't see it. But the presence of God was so dynamic that he began to realize, 
maybe I am valid to him. Maybe I am. He can see me. And he fell before the presence that was pulling on him. And God filled him with an Acts chapter 2 spirit and fire baptism. And it just, whew, got him. Keep in mind, ain't got no business, no family, he ain't got nothing. All he's got, it's all I got, me, Lord. This is why it's so important that two or three gather in his name. And I'm going to say, add strength to that, as often as possible, every day. When you get through with that two or three, find two or three more. I'm going to tell you, the business you work for, I'm not talking about being Bible thumpers. I'm talking about being Christ. I don't want you to misinterpret what I say, and I ain't got a problem with the Bible. I love the Bible. But when we're Christ, that's attractive. Everybody wants to be with Jesus. Everybody wants to be with Jesus. Jesus hangs out. Everybody wants to be in his presence, even the kings and politicians and all kinds of stuff in our world wants to be with him and so Melvin pulled in some guys that he felt like Jesus was all over and he got us together and called us and said look let me tell you let me tell me about where I'm at I'm missing my family (laughs) well that's awesome cool he said but I don't know what to do about it he said I ain't got no job I ain't I'm, I'm, I'm broke and Man, I don't want no alcohol right now because God filled me. I'm through with that. Forget that. I got delivered of that. But I feel like the Lord can give me my family back. Well, this, this ain't possible from humanly because she's engaged again. They're about to get married next week. Yeah. She's supposedly in love and excited about this new relationship in her life. And everything's saying, can't happen, can't happen. But he comes and he says, what happened to me tonight? What I've been experiencing this week? I I think he can do it. And the other couple, two or three in his name, said, oh, yeah, he's with us right now. The only reason you're saying that because he's prompting you to say it. And we're agreeing. And so we agreed prayerfully right then. Did y'all know that night? No. It was the next day, but like four hours later at 1 o'clock in the morning, he gets a phone call. Guess who's on the line? She's on the line crying. And she said, I don't know why all of a sudden I'm missing you. And she's weeping on the other end of the line. I miss you. I'm supposed to be getting married next week. And Melvin's saying, let me tell you what happened to me. Are y'all tracking yet? Looks like it's not fair, right? But all that that happened to Melvin and his wife and family was the grace of God at work. And the Lord wants you to know that whatever it is that's bugging you and got you frustrated... He wants to show you how to navigate it and rest 
He wants to teach you today. He wants you to learn of him. He wants you to let him show you how to navigate the thing that he put in your life to work his grace through. All the soap operas, all the drama, all the stuff, all the politics, all the world issues is a stage for God to show you how big your daddy is and to reveal to you who you are from his lens. And he does it by way of promise. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. Does anybody want to be free today? I've been in ministry over 40 years. I want all the freedom I can get. Tony, is it yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. (sighs) He's not looking for some seminary-type prayer or cemetery-type prayer. Melvin didn't walk up and shake the preacher's hand and get saved that night. Melvin didn't even repeat a prayer to be saved that night. Melvin come and fell on his face and came as he was. And he cried out to the Lord in his own way. And because his heart was open, the fire and the spirit came in. I just told you this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit on everyone that opens their heart up and comes as they are and when you get up from that place where the spirit of God meets you a negative state of mind ain't going to be there you're going to hug everybody's neck because the evidence of the one that's king is in his house. And you're not going to need any revenge. You're not going to need any justice. You're not going to need any retribution. You won't need anybody to apologize to you for whatever. You have now embraced the cause of the cross. And he stood you up to walk with him. That's how we follow Jesus. Could we stand? Amen. Whatever it is you're going through right now, you're just moments away from the easy life. You're just moments away from the Lord having access to his house. It's not hard. It's not burdensome. It's not heavy. It's light and easy. Come to me, he says, you that are heavy laden. That's all he said, just come. And there's something about engaging in a yes, Lord, or making a step forward. Come on, anybody been like the prodigal before? You found yourself in the pig's pen? And that prodigal navigated himself. He was slowly navigating his way back to Father. And he was trying to figure out how to do it. And the father saw him from a long way off. What's the father doing? Running. Running. He's running to you right now. 
And some of y'all have made your way up out of your little pig's pen, wherever that is. And you're already moving in your spirit towards him. And he senses it. Right where you're standing. Amen. God wants to bring to you in his way, through his spirit, a knowing. You're not guessing anymore. A knowing. The best days in your life are in the making right now. You haven't lived yet like you're going to. I pastored for a long time. I haven't lived on the level he wanted me to come up to. And I'm going, y'all. Amen. If I can encourage you. And if you need to, you can follow me as I follow him. But remember this, we're following him. Not Dwayne Lowe. We're following him. Our father. Father, I thank you for the power of your spirit right now. Right where your people, your treasure, the apple of your eye is standing right now. They can have all of the kingdom of God here and now. Y'all feel that hug from heaven? Jesus is really down. He's trying to, he's trying to, come on, hug him back. Just open up. Open up. With a heart of thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence that's in the room of hope. Thank you. Come on, can we say it like that to him? Thank you that I can sense that you are real right now. And there's something about articulating it that brings on an outpouring of God's Spirit. You're not far from the inner courts of his, His holiness. Amen. Heart of gratitude. If you would come and I'll pray for you if you want me to pray. I'm, I'm right here right now. I agree with you. Anyone that wants the miracle of hope at work in your life. Thank you guests for showing up today. Thank you for being with us. If you need to go, you're welcome to go. Grace of God be with you today. Love you dearly. Let's open up our hearts and let's give it to Jesus today.